Introducing the Corner Booth, a football podcast covering the latest trends and news in college football and the NFL. Here are your hosts, Jared and Mark. Welcome in, folks, to another Raspy Voice edition of the Corner Booth podcast presented by Belly Up Sports. Big show today. Magic getting creepy with Ben Simmons uh, with tampering charges again. The Lakers will never learn, apparently. We've got a jacked receiver from Mississippi State. We've got Bryce Harper to the Giants, possibly. We've got a, the AAF's debut. It's going to be a great show. It's rock and roll. Mark, what's up first? Uh, up first is we got to talk about some football because football is back. The AAF, I still hate like, – I, you have to call the Alliance because calling it the AAF just – it just – it sounds like I'm stuttering. I feel like there needs to be an L in there. Um, sounds like we're talking about the American Air Force. Yeah, or some type of like – I don't know. You got some investments back in your stocks. I don't know. It just sounds really – it just doesn't roll all the time. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It <clears throat> sounds like a comparison of something you could retire from. But – uh, it, I mean, it, it was football. It was back. The ratings were good. Beat the NBA, which is to be expected, just because it's football. opening today and the debut. I mean, I'm pretty sure the XFL back in the day dominated. Um, so, I mean, they got other than the one game. Every other game, they had a lot of scoring, um, some big plays. So, I mean, I think it was a good, successful first week for them. Yeah, it was so funny. I watched two games. About the end of one and most of the uh, the primetime game last night. And I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, it's not <clears throat> it's not to the speed of the NFL and it won't be as exciting as Cal- – it's, it's a good product because it's a bunch of guys who have the skill to be marginal players in the NFL, but everyone's on their level. So I like the fact that this is a new product. It kind of – Gives us something to watch until the baseball season gets full swing. I'm I'm excited for it going forward. I think this is a great start. Uh, I'm not a fan of what Kirk Herbstreit says. Like, oh, this is, it looks like JV uniforms. Like, bro, it's their first initial thing. It's not like they're going to be walking out in Nike Elite uniforms, all right? Like, Starter took a risk on this, doing the uniforms for him. I love it. I hope this league expands a little bit. Maybe you have a 12-team league. Maybe it keeps making some stays up north. I'm not even sure. But I like it. I thought overall the quarterback play was not bad, except for Hackenberg. Well, hmm. not to be surprised, though. Um, some uh, names that we know from there, our boy Greg Ward had a uh, nasty catch, apparently. He was dominating a little bit. Trent Richardson had two touchdowns on 2.5 yards of carry, which is so Trent Richardson. And then we had um, <clears throat> just a couple other uh, – Devontae Bowsby, by the way, Eagles player, played most half the season with us, had a pick in the game, too. So it was pretty cool to watch. But, um, yeah, so far. Oh, and, of course, the old ball coach, Steve Spurrier, was mic'd up and was beautiful. So He's so good at winning. His, like, record and debut, like, games, I think it was, like, or it was, like, debut coaching positions. He's, like, 7-0 and or something like that. The old ball coach. You can't knock him out of anything. So, yeah, I'm excited for that with the game. It looks fun. For all the people who are negative about it, y'all missing out. It's a lot of fun to watch. I'm excited for next weekend. I'll probably watch the early games on the way when I get back from Boston, so it should be fun. Yeah, I I mean for uh, Saturday, 
I couldn't even find the second. Like I found the one game on CBS. I didn't. I couldn't find the other one. I don't. That's the only thing that it's not very clear unless I was just really bad at finding them. What channels the games were on? They put but, the uh, listings on the sites on the AAF site because they they understood how like people were having trouble finding it. So all uh, I was looking at was CBS NFL Network. If it wasn't on there, I was just shit out of luck. But the first the one, TNT for next weekend, I saw. Gotcha. That makes sense. So. The one that I did watch, though, was the most boring one of them all, except I watched the craziest hit that we've seen in football in the longest time because I think it was Mike Berkey of Vecchi, the old Arizona State quarterback, got his lid knocked off. I mean, absolutely crushed. I saw somebody somebody said, like, welcome to the clip that is represented for the AAF for years to come. Like, this will be played (laughs) over and over when it's like a hype video about the AAF. Um, another thing, how you said you kind of wish there's couple, like more teams in the league. A uh, little possible cons- like theory here is that eventually, after I guess two to five years, if the XFL kind of works out, the AAF works out, make it own little like AFL NFL type of deal. You know what I mean? Yeah, they play each other for the championships. Yeah, cool. something like that. I think right, let's, be- let's see the XFL actually survive more than a year or two. So. Well, I think the XFL is – unless AAF turns out to be something insane, like they do well, I don't see how the XFL – I mean, they're learning from – I just don't know where they're going to get all these guys. Well, I mean, there's a lot of semi-pro teams that actually are pretty decent. A lot of, like, college players just want to play ball still. Like, even here in Connecticut, there's, like, four semi-pro teams that are actually, like, heavy competition, but it's, it's like – Tryouts. It's gonna be a lot of like the replacements, the TV show, the, mo- the movie with Keanu Reeves. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it should be entertaining. I'm, I'm up for it. I like it. But yeah, like you said, and then I mean, but other than the game that I sadly had to uh, was watching, I mean, like I said, it was still football, still entertaining, still plays being made. Kirk Herbstreit saying this JV thing, like, shut up, dude. Like these guys haven't played one probably like legit football in a while. Two, they have to build chemistry with some of these guys. You can't expect these. These dudes just walk out there and be like, oh, yeah, I throw it to this dude a million times. Like, it's fine. I, I, you know what? With Herb Street, I just – dude, just stick to college football. Nobody cares about your opinion. I'm sorry. I don't I know. Just, I'm a big Herb Street fan. That's why I'm surprised he said it. I, I've never been a fan of his. Um, But, yeah, overall, it's football. It's back. I'm not going to, like, go out of my way to watch it. But I know us uh, – some guys are belly up early, intrigued by it. So, definitely be expecting some articles and make sure you check that out. So – so you got for the AAF? I, yeah, I still haven't picked a team yet. I'm between um, – I'm looking between the uh, – it's looking like I might go with my boy Kevin and root for Birmingham. I'm not sure yet, but we'll see. But uh, I, haven't, I haven't settled on that either. Definitely not the Express because Hackenberg, garbage. Trash. All right, what's up on next on the docket? Next on the docket is, you know, the occurring, reoccurring segment. We have the rundown. And today was an interesting one. Uh, we had some football news, baseball, basketball. We had to mix it up, and we'll start off with a little football and Kyler Murray. Suppose all this talk: if he's going to go baseball, is he going to go football? He declared for the draft. He's going to the combine. He has come out and said he is committing to football. That is his plan. That is what he's going to go with. I think it's like I said. I've talked myself into him going in with that direction of football. I think it's the better choice because you can always go back two to three years and play baseball and probably not lose a step after figuring it out again. Yeah. I mean, I love the move and honestly, uh, I just, you know what? <clears throat> if I'm Kyler Murray, the way I look at it is like this. 
why waste two or three years? Because he's not Bryce Harper. He's not going to get thrown into the league a month and a half after he starts playing. And why waste all that time when you can be making more money, be more of a star? Egotistically, just by itself, it makes sense. But then financially, yeah, you make more, make more sport long ter- money long term. But look at Tebow. The dude's playing minor league ball now. And honestly, I don't know. He keeps getting better every year. He might actually get a shot at playing for the Mets next August when they're out of the playoffs again. So it's not impossible. Deion Sanders played both, did it both. I don't know. I, I, I'm up for it. I, I'm, I'm up for Kyrie. I mean, not Kyrie. Wow. Kyler hmm. Murray, my wrong K name. I like this move for him. You know why? Because he... Some team is going to be dumb enough to draft him in the top 10. I think he's a late first-round pick talent-wise for now. At least I think he's a lot of development still. I don't like his frame. I think he's going to get crushed. But he can be fun to watch. So, Well, like the other thing <laughs> is, too, say he did go to the MLB and he got the Bryce Harper treatment, which would never happen. But say he got caught up within the first year. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. There is so much pressure at every at-bat for him. Like, in the NFL, like, he knows that he's got to be, like, I mean, if he he knows he has the back pocket, like, oh, I have baseball if I ever need to. But if he goes to baseball and he were to, like, stink it up, not be able to hit, like, he's going to get, oh, my God, he would get shit on for not getting a hit every day bad. I feel like it would be so much more pressure in baseball. Go to the NFL. You've, it, you've shown that you're very good at it. So if you could stay healthy. The fact that he's going to get drafted probably – I mean, McShay and Kyver were saying he's a possible top five, top ten, which That's is insane. So dumb. It, would, it depends I, I, on if Jacksonville and the Giants. It's all it depends on. And Arizona, too. So they well, might, I don't think they're going to trade Rosen, but we'll see. I have a weird feeling that Rosen's going to get dope draft day, but that's my opinion. If he does, I and they if Kyler, if they do, and I just don't – do you think that Cliff Kingsbury has the balls to do that? Yes. If anybody does, it's him. Like, that's why I'm, like, saying this. It's because of Cliff Kingsbury. That would be insane. A first-year young head coach doing that. That would be how he leaves his mark, though. Like. What, be there for three years? Kyler Murray stinks. You're done? It's worth the risk. He's young. You you can probably do more with him. than The NFL coaching thing, I've been saying this for the last five years. Gary Kubiak proves it through this theory. He got booted out of Houston. Comes back four years later, wins a title with uh, Denver. It, it happens. You, you know, the you, difference was Kubiak actually had a good couple of years in the Texans and then blew it because Matt Schaub came back down the earth and threw a pick every <clears> time he tried to throw the ball. Don't get me started on Matt Schaub. He cost me Madden League once. Um, like, um, I just, I don't know. I could see it happening. Yeah. Uh, next topic is, and this is just a random, uh, wanted to throw this in there. In our group chat, we got a somebody sent in a nice little, little photo of DK Metcalf, wide receiver from Ole Miss. He is he makes Calvin Johnson look like he never even played football. He looks like I mean this man is what he said like six two six three, uh two hundred forty uh, uh, pounds six four six four six four two twenty. And I think two twenty is bullshit. That man I is. I weigh two twenty nine. All right, like I'm a, I'm five eleven. That man, he was massive. I don't know what position. Like he's a receiver. He looks like a freaking linebacker, safety, tight end. Put him on, like, and if he's fast, God bless. Who know who? How would how would you stop DK Metcalf? I don't Unless, get it. Unless like 
Unless you've got Landon Collins and DJ Swearinger playing back there every time. I don't think a lot of guys are taking him down. But either way, it always blows my mind because, you know, us draft nerds, it blows my mind how, like, a guy, like, these guys, I know he was hurt, he had neck injury and was out, I think, the whole year, maybe played a game. But, like, these guys go to Ole Miss. There's, like, three receivers on Ole Miss that are going to get drafted in the first, like, couple rounds. And it's just like, I guess receivers just get hidden at these schools that, like, under-succeed, I guess, and just hide there, and then they come out. I mean, this year's draft class for receivers is supposed to be insane, so – I don't know. Everyone's saying this man should just be a utility player and just put him on every position you can. Well, th- that theory is interesting. It's it's all based on quarterback play. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess to, it definitely helps, but like, I mean, I it's like I guess that has to be it because you got these receivers that you never even hear of that come out of the woodworks and they get to the NFL because they got somebody complaining to the ball. Yes, but, it's even more than the NFL where, like, even the worst quarterbacks are still better than 60% of the guys in college. So Yeah, this is very true, very true. So next topic, we're going to switch it up, get a little base, our basketball. And, of course, when you hear the words tampering and investigation, for some reason the Lakers just keep finding themselves in it. I think this time it is – uh, supposedly the Lakers were in contact with Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons once Magic Johnson to be his mentor, which I completely understand because they're a very similar style of play. Magic Johnson wasn't this crazy shooter, even though Ben Simmons, shout out, shot, shot a three, three last night. Shot a three, almost went in. But almost only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. But, uh, yeah, so I just, the Lakers, like Magic Johnson, he's got a big mouth. He's got to know when he's allowed and when he's not allowed to talk to people. That's all I'm saying. I am just kind of – you know my opinion on the Lakers. You know my opinion on LeBron and everything else. But I look at it like this. Why would you be this – like this is – Adam Silver is going to have to say something at some point because this is not the, this is not the second time in a month – the Lakers are getting dragged through the mud, even if it's true, with possible tampering stuff. Now, the Anthony Davis stuff probably was sparked by him, but the Lakers didn't help their case. And then you have this, which is, might be just mentorship, but Simmons got, what, two more years left on his contract? Maybe one? And around that. It's kind of sketchy that Magic Johnson's kind of sniffing around, be like, hey, come play with uh, LeBron in a year. Like, come on. So I mean, that's just, not, there's no guarantee that's what was happening, but that's like what you, the investigation. You can't ignore it, though. That's the issue. I'm not saying that it's what happened. I'm saying it, you, it's the elephant in the room. Yeah. I don't know. I just, like I said, it is just amazing how, and they don't get, I mean, they got in trouble, I guess, they got a bunch of fines and all that for whatever they did over the summer, but it's just. And, and now the investigation, and then they have to post it, and then the media just blows it out of proportion. Like, there could probably be 8,000 stories going on about what actually happened. When in reality, it could have been like Ben Simmons, like you said. He's yeah. once the mentor of Magic Johnson, which makes complete sense. They're, the sim- but, they're like the closest thing to each other, so yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, I wish I had, I wish I remembered, especially LeBron, that uh, he's been on a tear recently of saying the most, like, Douchey comments. Like, he's always been, like, kind of like a like very an arrogant, full. very full of himself. But now, like, the past, like, now that he did what he did in like, Cleveland, he won them a championship, which some would say was 
very lucky that he ended up winning it. But he won it. That got to his head. And then he took these teams to the finals with, like, shit teams. That got to his head. Now he's in L.A. where his head was blown up to, like, the biggest balloon you could possibly think of. And he just says whatever's on mind. It's I can't think of what he said right now. But it was something along the lines <clears> of, like, <throat> like, oh, it was something that he doesn't need any. Oh, it's something he th- about him passing Jordan when he beat. I don't know. Yeah, I just can't keep up with LeBron and all the things he says anymore just because some of them are just so ludicrous. It's just insane. See, you know why? This is why I will always hold Michael Jordan to a higher esteem. Yes, Jordan was kind of a dick sometimes. Like, would punch teammates, threaten you in the locker room, whatever. But do you hear anything about Jordan saying stupid shit? Other than the talking shit, the nothing. <clears throat> yeah, somebody called him the goat. He goes, yo, that, like hurt so many other great players that have played in this league. And it, I mean, that wasn't, I'm paraphrasing completely here, but the fact that LeBron's ego has gotten this far, I hope to God the Lakers get knocked out in the first round. I hope, like, they're the two seed and, like, my Timberwolves are the seven seed and Towns and Wiggins go on a tear with Rose. Oh, look, five games, the Lakers with no team chemistry get knocked out. And I would cry laughing so hard. I would. It would be hilarious. Yeah, I mean, I was laughing so hard when they got spanked by the Sixers the other night, but, you know. Yeah, I was too. That was a good game. That was funny to watch. It's a team, man. They're playing well. If they be, if the Sixers end up beating the uh, Celtics, which, I mean, the Celtics aren't playing really well right now, but the Sixers, for some reason, can never beat the Celtics, no matter who's playing on the court. Think, that's when I believe in this Dave Portnoy is jollies. <laughs> Is this the weirdest thing? We the Sixers cannot beat the Celtics. I do not know what it is, but just like apparently the since oh five oh seven the Patriots really can't beat the Eagles. So so there you go. That's true. Um, but sticking with basketball, just moving, staying the East as well. We'll go with Jeremy Lin. Lin Sanity is back on a relevant team. I mean, I want to see him. I hope he plays well. He's finally got some good guys around him, but he's on the Raptors. Raptors go pick up a guy, Fred Van Fleet, just, I think, sprained his wrist or something along those lines. He's in a splint, so he's out for, uh, I think, a couple months maybe. Uh, so what do you think about that pickup? I love it. I love Lynn Sandy. It was so much fun to watch. Um, you know, going forward, like, he's going to be a good, decent bench player for um, the Raptors, who have a very solid team. Listen, Toronto wants it. They They're like – Okay, Boston's not good. They're okay. Philadelphia has a horrible teammate in their locker room. It's our shot. Milwaukee has no backcourt. Let's make a run. Besides Bledsoe, let's make a run at this. Yeah, I mean, they definitely made a move. For some reason, Jeremy Lin, the only problem I have with Jeremy Lin is that he pulled like a, this is a very, very stretch of an analogy or comparison, but he pulled like Jimmy... Jimmer Fredette, but did it in the NBA. The Jimmer Fredette, NCAA tournament, that whole year, the crazy deep range The Jimmer range jokes, yeah. All that, and did all that, <laughs> dominated, didn't really work on the NBA. When Sanity had that crazy run where even somebody made a joke that said 2012 Jeremy Lin was better than 2012, 2012 LeBron, which is obviously asinine. But, <laughs> I mean, the dude played out of his mind and then just kind of drifted off. The Knicks traded him, kind of like... 
came down to earth. So I think he's going to be a good role player for the Raptors, but I don't think it's that crucial of like a pickup for them. I, don't I think, think it's it's a good role player. It just adds another weapon to their arsenal. I like it. So there you go. Yeah. And then another NBA news, and because we talked about him, and I just saw it, uh, Nick Stauskas got picked up by the Cavs. Thank God. I feel so bad for this guy. I cannot believe that. I, what is that, four teams now? Where I, maybe he got traded to the Cavs and then was just eventually signed. But, oh, my God, that dude, I remember him coming out of Michigan. I was like, oh, I want him. He can shoot. He's, he can score when he needs to. He's, I think, the 10th overall pick to the Kings. And, man, did that not work out. But, so, moving on, back to the NFL, back to what we, we love and know. And the news that it came out today, and what a shock it was, Kareem Hunt was signed by the Cleveland Browns, the dog pound and John Dorsey, risking it all and signing Kareem Hunt, which is a very strange team to do it because, I guess, you got Chubb, you had Duke Johnson, who's – a very subpar cream hunt, but still, I'm surprised by the signing. I am too. And I, you know what? Domestic abuse is a serious issue. And it should never eat. Like to me, <clears throat> when, like when the Eagles picked up Vic, he did his time. He served his sentence. Andy Reid took him in. like, you have to be a perfect citizen or we will cut you. Vic completely turned his life around. I look at guys like Ray Rice, uh, Greg Hardy, gone. They're done. They're not even here anymore. All that that whole wave of guys who got busted within the next couple, like within all a year of each other, gone. All gone. So to me, I don't know if Cream Hunt. I mean, Shannon Sharp made a good point. I don't know if on uh, Undisputed he said, so. If you get convicted of some, if you get busted for domestic violence, or you get convicted, whatever, busted just sounds bad. I, I, I take that back. You get commit, you get arrested for domestic violence. He was like, the the girl who was hosting was like, oh, he should never be able to play again. And the guy goes, so you're gonna tell a doctor who did the same thing he can't do that, or a teacher, or a bus driver, or yada yada. Go on. And he makes a point. Now, I think, I don't like he, I, he the whole situation is very murky. And I think he needs to pay his debt to society. I think he needs to become an absolute angel of a human being because the video was disturbing. But I'm a firm believer in second chances. If he is willing to rehabilitate himself and is a big and the biggest advocate, but he has to be the perfect human being, then he deserves this chance. So now he would be like I'm pretty like remember when the whole Ray Rice thing happened. Which I was like, I, mean, I don't feel bad for Reyes because that video was also terrible. What he did, but he got hurts. no, it's terrible. It was awful. But he got like blackballed by the NFL worse than any of these guys though. Greg Hardy, I mean, he had multiple, multiple instances. But like Ray Rice did, it was really bad. But it's very on the same lines of like what Kareem Hunt is. I think it's just what happens is Ray Rice was a little at the end of his career and teams weren't weren't willing to do that. Kareem Hunt's just in the beginning, if not like not even probably in his prime. So I think that's where it's a little, a little frisky. Where it's like, wow, are we only letting this kid come back because he's young, and he has a lot of legs left in him? When Ray Rice was same position, same type of running back, and he was 29 instead of what 24, whatever Kareem Hunt is. Kareem Hunt's so, I mean, he's already just 23. So it is a little frisky that 
I mean, I get like Shannon Sharp's correct. Like it's he's not saying it's right for them to do it, but if you're gonna tell this guy's career's over, then why can't you tell like somebody else that's a different profession? That makes it makes sense. And he completely shut that girl down. It was it was, and I felt bad because it was probably I think it was the first time that girl had ever hosted for uh on um undisputed. On undisputed. But like Skip just sat there and just watched Shannon just put her in a body bag. Yeah, like because like you said it's. It, just because, like, I understand that it's not good. We're not saying it's – obviously, we're not saying it's – It's a even horrible worse. thing, and it's a serious problem in this country. Yeah. But, but to say that somebody's not going to, like – Yeah, exactly. I mean – He's willing to rebuild himself and be a perfect human being. Now, if he gets in trouble again, throw this, he's always ass in jail, banned from the NFL, I'm all for it. But if he's willing to rebuild himself and make amends and be the perfect angel that he needs to be, I'm fine. Give him a now, shot. Now, you think – now we'll – that's what I was getting at with the Ray Rice thing, though. Should he he should be suspended like half a season, right? Oh yeah, I'm I'm six, seven, eight games. Yeah, go for it. I remember it was like when it first happened. It was like the new policy was one case was half a season, and then another case was like you're done. And then obviously the NFL is really good <clears throat> quotation marks around that at following their policy rules, but um, I, like this is why like guys like Portnoy have such like a complete like wrap around this whole can you tell is a clown thing because of things like this on top of the Patriots and deflating and everything else because he's so wish-washy on these policies. Now, if they stick to the standard and they give him the six to eight games, that's the perfect way to do this. Yeah. Like I said, if they, the NFL is just a little more consistent with what they gave out rules-wise, like I, I just treat everything, put it in a category, put it in a phase, put whatever to do, as long as it consistent they stick with it there should be no there's no like if you have exceptions that's when you know things are just gonna go and you have problems yeah so but yeah that wraps up uh the rundown for this week oh well all right well i mean we've got i know she's a focus a very short show this week but um because we got some big interviews coming up next week of course uh last thing we didn't talk about today bryce harper possibly going to the possibly big deal coming from the Giants short-term deal and we talked about that with Jack last week by the way shout out to Jack for coming on last week it was fun having him on but um yeah I for me with this whole Machado Harper situation I really hope somebody signs soon but I I just I'm sick and tired of these massive deals the MLB really needs to fix this because and I was talking to a co-worker today he's a big Yankees fan he goes they're not handing out these A-Rod deals anymore. Teams don't want to pay them. And it's impossible to get rid of them if they go bad like Cano's did. So, yeah. like, I think this is the referendum. So I may have been right here. I mean, the only thing is, is that if these they don't take these massive deals, then they're going to start making super teams. You don't want that. Shut up. All these big names are going to take some pay cuts. All go on one team. Is that going to ruin uh, shut baseball? Up. No, it would make baseball. Super teams are good for the sports. Away, Mark. (laughs) Jesus. It all comes back to something. I always have something where I can bring it all the way back. It can be Stafford. It can be super teams. It could be... Some way to piss Jared off tonight. Some way way to piss Jared off. It just gets right under his chin and just... Or you're like... Just call me Frank Mason, you know? Just smacking the chins. Smacking the beard. Still can't believe he did that. What a move that was. He's going for the ball. The ball is in the other hand, Frank Mason. 
<clears throat> all I got. Yeah, so that about wraps up for today, folks. Very short episode this week, but, you know, we've got big stuff coming later in the week as well as next week. Maybe we'll have some more belly. Uh, we'll pull up a stool, guys. Come on. On Tuesdays now, we're experimenting here because it's still early in this new two-show process, but thanks for joining us today. We appreciate it. Check us out, Corner Booth Pod, Corner Booth Pod on Twitter. Of course, belly up, belly up Riley, belly up Jared, and we will see y'all on Thursday. This episode of The Corner Booth has been brought to you by Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Follow your host on Twitter at Belly Up Jared and at Mark Riley.